Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. I mean, it's, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was a bit of pandemonium, I suppose. I mean, it was, it was just a lot. Like, you were processing the information as you were celebrating it. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. It was, I mean, to force fumbles on back-to-back plays after two completions like that, um, I mean, that's resilience. That's just guys doing whatever they possibly can to make plays. It was incredible. J.J. Watt got back on the field, had a uh, sack on the second play from scrimmage for the Cardinals, made his presence felt with a pass uh, knocked down at the line of scrimmage as well, talking about the scene after the touchdown. Uh, just an unbelievable win for oh, the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Uh, 602-260-9870 is the uh, phone number. Want to hear your thoughts on uh, what was a just a crazy football game. We'll start with George in Tempe who's up first here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. What's up, George? Hey, you know, this is such a difficult morning for me because I am really conflicted. I mean, obviously, I am very happy anytime the Cardinals win, but, you know, this is just delaying the inevitable. I mean, look what happened to ASU this weekend. They lost and they got rid of their coach. And I think we've got to we've got to think long and hard about what's going on here. This is not a team that's shut up for long-term success. And I think Cliff is, you know, ultimately going to go the way Herm did. And, you know, Kime probably ought to as well. And as much as I love to watch Kyler play, He's turning into a novelty for me. He's not he's not the the winning quarterback I think he can be. I mean, this is a very undisciplined team and it's coming from from somewhere. I think some of it's from Cliff, but some of it might, might be from Kyler as well. And you can't this is not a winning formula even though you know, it's fun to watch them win. It's just, it's just not uh, you know a long term recipe for success. So I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. But uh, you know, I mean, I guess we'll enjoy the ride until till it ends. Listen, I I think your sentiments have a whole lot of merit because there was a lot of stuff yesterday that was more magical than systematic. Uh, you know what I mean? It was more Kyler running around. Nobody can catch him. It was more that. And we've seen that before. What is sustainable about that? We're going to find out. The beauty of this is a, there are a lot of Cardinal fans who are wrestling with that. Because at halftime of yesterday's game, you you were very correct in thinking that these dubious contract extensions to Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime could really be an anchor on this organization going forward. Mm-hmm. Does one half of football change that? No. But the beauty of it is you've got a home game against the Rams next week to kind of prove what team is what? Is the first six quarters of the season the real Cardinals, or is that back half of the game yesterday the real Cardinals? Was the back half of yesterday's game more about a football team finally getting a rhythm that they were str- that they never had a chance of getting in the preseason? That's true. We're going to find out. That's the beauty. We're going to get answers this weekend. I think that was a very honest but a really good phone call from George I agree. because he is conflicted. And look, there's no answers yet. The Cardinals are charged with not making this a blip on the radar. Did they finally find themselves? Did they get that rhythm? They're going to be tested on Sunday against a team that really, really plays well against them. Uh, but it was, I guess it's better than the alternative. I didn't want to come in here today and have you know a four-hour wake about the Arizona Cardinals 2022 season. And it's, at halftime, it certainly looked like that was going to be the show. You mentioned past magic earlier. Remember what happened after the Hale Murray? That was yeah. That, we thought that was like a yes. reprieve and like a peak of the season. And in fact, it was sort of a, a blip. This and, and yeah, yeah, this game feels more like to me like the Seahawks game that preceded the Hale Murray. Mm-hmm. That's what this feels like to me. Mm-hmm. 
the Hail Murray came after. So if you're, there might be more shelf life to this, but uh, but you're right. This is about long term sustainability, and there was a lot of stuff that went down yesterday that that really was just more of the same. That's true. Uh, let's go to Tony and Mesa up next here on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, guys. How, how are you guys? It Good. was a crazy weekend for football. Um, somebody needs to tell Ray Anderson to stop asking himself easy yes and no questions. Uh, you've seen a football coach and it's you uh, get uh, virtually fired after the game when you see uh, Ray Anderson and uh, I forget if Michael Crow out there firing the coach. And I think uh, when uh, many people saw that, they thought the same thing should happen to Cliff after this game. Um, but I, I, uh, I was a little puzzled about first time with our, our defense. Um, they kept having Cam Thomas cover their tight end, Renfro. And I was just saying, you need to have a safety on him. Put Deontay, put him, sorry, uh, Jalen Thompson on him. And, uh, it, and, uh, we looked and they kept seeing, running the same, same, uh, running back, uh, screen. And, uh, Zayvon Collins just could not read it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just looking really, really bad. Uh, they made the adjustments after the first half. Um, they start putting a, uh, safety on, uh, Linfo. Uh, it seemed things starting to change up. They were getting the coverages. Uh, guys were running to the ball and they started making plays. Um, I, I actually think, uh, you know, some of this they, they can take into, uh, to the Rams game. I think it's going to give them a little bit of energy and I, I think we've got a good chance to win the game. So go Cardinals, and let's, let's see what happens. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate the phone call. 602-260-9870. The number out to uh, a different state. North Carolina. Brandon checking in here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hi, Brandon. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, man, I was uh, seeing that first half thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to call in to Bick and Murata tomorrow. I'm, you know, and I had everything down about, you know, time and how could he think there's a formidable defense to put on the field. Cliff, man, where's the creativity? They figured you out. All this stuff. But uh, it just came down to a guy named Kyler Murray. And uh, this is why you pay him. This is why you put him here. Man, any Cardinal fan that doesn't just embrace that and say, hey, I'm on for the ride. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what they're looking for. This guy is the future. This is a guy that can take you from 20-0 to all the way to the end and win it. And, uh, man, if, if it's not for him, we're not even there's, – there's no way to even think that we could come back. This play after play after play, and so I'm just I'm just on I'm I'm on the train with Kyler, and I love to see everybody else just get on and enjoy it. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. I'm not sure I love the use of the phrase. Yeah, I'm what on, a day to use that. Today. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Uh, Maurice Goodyear's been hanging on. We'll uh, wrap up this segment with him. What's up, Maurice? Hey, I just wanted to bring up the point that um, it seems like when all was lost, uh, people give Kyler a lot of flack about his ability to read what's going on with things. But for him to have the cojones and wherewithal to uh, take that uh, penalty from what I heard on purpose, and then uh, whether because the play was broken down, discombobulated with personnel, and to give his team a chance to go back a second time to actually make the play. What are your thought processes on that and his ability to read what's going on in that high-leverage situation naturally? Give it- yeah, I appreciate it, Maurice. He's talking about 
the uh, two point conversion, the yeah. delay of game. I mean, it's pr- with the play clock running down, and he did have a little bit of negative body language there, like, oh man, where mm-hmm. I think he threw his hands up at one point. But it it is good recognition. Don't rush the snap on a play. The game depends on that play. You're probably better off taking the five yards and attempting a play that's more planned out and and more organized from the seven yard line than you are from the two. If everything is just you know <laughs> wrecked. Yeah, but it seems like the way that was going yesterday, it was just this was Kyler Murray magic afternoon is what it was. It was the Kyler Murray magic act in the second half mm-hmm. in Vegas. You ever see shows like that in Vegas? I magic have. Yes. In Vegas. I bet you have. Tremendous. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't I've like never the, seen a magic show, but I did uh, brush up against walking in a casino, and David Copperfield walked right by me, and no I really way. bumped my shoulder. Did yeah, he cop wow. a feel? Uh, he did not. Oh, wasn't. <laughs> I am not. I, I, am not, I have I'm, no interest in getting David up, Copperfield Jared. canceled. Shut up, uh, thanks, Shut for up. The, uh, thanks for the phone calls. You know, a high school student with great character. We want to hear about them and how they make an impact on our community. Just text character to six twenty six twenty. Share their story. What's in it for them? A ten thousand dollars scholarship from Parker and Sons and Arizona Sports. Once again, text character to six twenty six twenty to nominate. Coming up next, yeah, a lot of talk on the phone calls about Kyler Murray. We'll talk about that performance, uh, a tale of two halves from number one. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this big red Monday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Love you, bro. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, at some point, you know, enough is enough. It was just, um, it, it, again, it's not about the the, the toughness and, and how hard we play. That's that's never in question. It's just about executing, um, playing faster, getting, you know, getting our tempo going. And uh, I, I think you could tell a difference first half, second half. Those guys those guys definitely got tired. They definitely got tired. They were winded. Um, you know, pass rush slowed down a little bit, obviously. Uh, they got two bookends over there, uh, great players over there. But um, when you're tired, you're not getting pass rush, you're playing zone. It's, you know, for, for us, that's, you know, it's a recipe for success. So it was, it was, it ended up, you know, working out. It's Kyler Murray, uh, about taking the game into his own hands late. And he did point out the, the fatigue factor. It looked the exact opposite in the first half. When the Raiders start the game and they go on an almost 10 minute possession that ends in a touchdown, you're thinking, uh oh, how do you recover from this? And whatever happened, happened. I, I, you have to credit the Cardinals' defense for, for buckling Indeed. down. But you also have to point a little bit at Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, and, and that Raiders offense that just, again, went into a shell after oh, halftime. It, the play differential in the second half, even before overtime, 51-18, mm-hmm. to 18, yeah. 284-48 to 48 in yardage. Right. Ugh. Listen, I, I thought a couple things about that. I thought that the way the Raiders um, exposed the Cardinals' defense in the first half, that even if the Cardinals' offense caught fire, they were never going to stop Las Vegas. And you are so right. The play calling became so bizarre. They really seemed like they were just trying to milk the clock and get that victory. Josh McDaniels is now 0-2, and he is getting destroyed by Raiders fans and by national experts as well who kind of watch that game unfold and uh, so I do think there's some of that and I do think the Cardinals benefited from a couple of flags but 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 that's what happens when you're finally aggressive and you make things happen I, I look at the Cardinals defense and I don't know whether it was a strategy fail 
for the Raiders to not really get the ball to Devontae Adams or whether this was really a stake in the ground from Byron Murphy Jr. that I can cover the best wide receivers in football. Because if the latter is true, Mm -hmm. that's a good thing going forward. Yeah, Adams, you didn't even notice him most of the game. I mean, he had the early touchdown, two catches for 12 yards. It's the least amount of catches and yards he's had in a game since 2017. Uh, Had the exact same line without the touchdown, two catches for 12 yards. Byron Murphy... um, I, without considering all the other candidates, but you hold Devontae Adams to two catches on seven targets for 12 yards, yeah, and you return a, a, mm-hmm. a fumble, 59 yards for a touchdown to win the game, he might he might be looking at NFC Defensive Player of the Week honors. But it, it, more, more to your point in looking forward, I was... I could not pick the Cardinals to win this game because of that secondary. So credit to Byron Murphy, credit to the the scheme. Jace Whitaker played a lot and played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian Matthew didn't get on the field as a, as a DB in, in that in that ball game. They are so marginalized at the cornerback position going up against right. that threesome. Right. And yeah, they did struggle on screen passes and and tight ends had a little bit of success, but. That was a pretty mature bounce back from Vance Joseph in that defense. And, and, and it looked incredibly different from last week, too, especially early on when things were not going well. They went from this very aggressive blitz scheme to just playing back and, 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 and playing just a soft zone. It, I mean, the first half to me is the game unfolded was proof of what a bad hand Vance Joseph has because mm-hmm. he damned if you do, damned if you don't. Blitzed out of your mind in week one, you got blown off the field, played soft zone in the first half of game two, and you got blown off the field. That was the most damning aspect of this roster, particularly defensively, uh, that that you could actually script. But uh, Vance Joseph is very good. I don't know about Cliff Kingsbury, but Vance Joseph is very good at halftime adjustments. Mm -hmm. And I think whatever he did yesterday um, helped kind of get that game back in check. But again, the Raiders, they got so predictable. They they became so they just lacked aggression. They just they they thought they had this thing in their back pockets. And they show it. And look, Derek Carr as an impact quarterback, he dropped in my eyes yesterday significantly for that second half that they put out there. You cannot give up a 20 to nothing advantage if you're an impact quarterback. Yeah, the throw again in overtime, the throw that was nearly picked off by Jalen Thompson, there was a little bit of duress, but he missed Devontae Adams so badly on that. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of throw when you've been, the door's been opened up for you in overtime, and all you need is a field goal, and that completion. Would have would have cinched at least a field goal attempt, and Carlson's a very good kicker, probably wins the game. But man, did he miss fire on that? Listen, and and then you talk about the defense. You wonder what the ending might or could do for Isaiah Simmons, if anything. And maybe it's wishful thinking. I said this earlier, but the game yesterday and this season this year really resembles his rookie season. We remember that he comes in as a number eight overall draft pick. They put him in the starting lineup against the Forty ers and the Forty ers destroyed him. And then all of a sudden he's benched and he's barely plays and he emerges in week seven uh, because Vance Joseph was out of guys and he makes an inter. Reception in overtime, and the team beats the Seahawks. Uh, it wasn't exactly a launching pad for Isaiah Simmons, but it was a moment. Isaiah Simmons to to, to play two of the first fifteen snaps and to have the green dot given to somebody else after one week, yeah, really shows you that this was more hoping than it was an actual plan. The idea of calling him a star backer, mm-hmm. the the outrageously. Confident things Isaiah Simmons said voluntarily himself. 
and then to now can't even find the football field? For him to make that kind of forced fumbled hit, save the game. It did. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury talked about uh, Simmons and being proud of uh, what he was able to do. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Isaiah, um, you know, we asked him to practice better and, and reduce his role this week and said, hey, you got to earn it back. And, I mean, he practiced his tail off. Best week of practice he's had as a pro. And it showed up. He made the, the biggest play of the game. And uh, I'm just really proud of him and um, really attacking that challenge like he did. I mean, that okay, doesn't, now hold on. That doesn't that, necessarily that, that, it, it align. Doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no, at all. The best practice of his, of his life. So you, so so you he put doesn't him on the bench. Play? <laughs> and he, Right, that 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 is just nonsense. Isaiah, you stuff. sucked in practice last week. You got the green back, dot. but but in, yeah, right. <laughs> that to me is just yeah. But the, the question is, what does this do for his confidence? And you yeah, know, we're still talking about confidence. But I knew it was going to be a weird day on the Isaiah Simmons front when Cardinals come out on that first possession and you see Tanner Vallejo on the field and you're like, oh man, Uh-oh. oh man, it's like the, it just like the playoff game all over it, again. It really was. Yeah, and then Zayvon Collins plays 100 percent of the snaps. Uh, still so much to cover from that game yesterday. Cardinals even their record at 1-1 one and one with the uh, win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, coming up next, we'll hit the big stories of the day through the Rush Hour reboot. Sarah Cazell will take us through it. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Boy, I am not a gambling woman, but my goodness, I imagine what the Cardinals pulled off in Las Vegas yesterday felt a little bit like leaving the table after being down big Indeed, coming out ahead. I only have to imagine that. I've never (laughs) experienced it. No? I am Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. Hey. Vince Murata. Hello. And Jared Carlin. The Terrio Cup. And we are Bickley and Murata Mornings. Goodness gracious. I'm a Christian now. You I, I, I savage. I don't know about those devils. I'm Ooh, a Christian now. That's right. I'm a good Catholic. I'm a good Catholic. We all struggle with it. Here. So you're hearing a lot of Herm Edwards right now, the former ASU football coach. We will get to him in just a second. Jared's a jerk. You got to snort out of me, Sarah. But first... We're starting with the Arizona Cardinals on the Rush Hour Reboot when we take you through the biggest stories of the day. And my goodness, that comeback was pretty dang big. They went from down 20 to nothing in the third. They came back, they forced overtime, and then they won it on a forced fumble that turned into a scoop and score. Kyler Murray really took the game into his own hands in the second half, and he just made some unreal plays, including succeeding on two two two-point conversions in the fourth, the latter of those two threading the needle to get the ball to A.J. Green in the back of the end zone. Really a spectacle. Here is Kyler Murray after the game. I mean, we know what type of team we are. Um, It's disappointing when we come out and play like that, Uh, but we we know what type of team we are. Um, When we finish, we fight, we fight, we fight, and uh, we finish strong today. Um, all that matters really, though, is we got the win. That's that's, uh, that's all that matters. I had to take over. That, that was my mindset, was take over. Um, whatever it took to win, um, that, that was the mindset. 
and take over he did. Finally, here is Cliff Kingsbury. He gives you a chance every week. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care, um, you know, how you start. He's, he's going to give you a chance because of those tools he has. And it's an elite skill set. And, and we just got to keep getting better. Cliff Kingsbury also said after the game that it wasn't Kyler Murray's biggest game statistically. 277 yards passing, one touchdown uh, through the air, one on the ground, and one interception. Um, but but Kingsbury said it was one of his best games just as a pure competitor. So, guys, I want to start there. What did you see out of Kyler Murray? And has your confidence in him grown after seeing what he was capable of yesterday? Good question. I, I think the answer to that is yes. If you, if you want to look at something that maybe could translate to sustainability, it would have been his composure, his sense of calm in the pocket, uh, not showing up teammate body language when mm. teammates around him made bad plays. And if this offensive line really can protect him going forward the way they did in the second half, that would excite me. Yeah, um, it grew a little bit, I will say, um, because of what we talked about earlier in the show, just his comfort level. It, it appeared he felt untouchable in the second half of yeah. that time. Uh, just the way he was moving around confidently, extending plays, uh, taking time for receivers to get open. I mean, that was another point on the on the two-point conversion that lasted a, a day and a half is that nobody got open during the whole time. Right. And, and they were still able to score. Just amazing stuff. Insane, yeah. Um, Jarrett very wisely brought up earlier in the show, like, what happened with the Cardinals after the Hale-Murray catch. Yeah. That was supposed to be the anointing. Kyler Murray's here, year two. Look yeah. out, league. He's he's legit, and we saw glimpses of it, but nothing consistent. I, I I just think for Kyler Murray and for this entire Cardinals team, they have to make sure this wasn't a, a one week blip. They they have to grow on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm not. I mean, I I want to be optimistic, but I'm not. I won't be convinced until I see it. Okay. Uh, on that same note, Isaiah Simmons, guys, what did you? I, I know he he. Had the forced fumble that ultimately led to to the game winner from uh, Byron Murphy Jr. What did you see out of Isaiah Simmons yesterday when there is so much responsibility that had been put on him? What is your assessment of him through two weeks? Yeah, I fear that everything we heard from Isaiah Simmons and about Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons was just trying to inflate him because they're not sure what they have on him. That that's what I'm most afraid of because the kid has got crazy athleticism. He can lower his shoulder and, and hitch into next week, and that's what he did. I mean. He detonated Hunter Renfro. Mm, big time. Detonated him. And if you could bottle that talent, but again, it's the fact that they they build him up to be a star backer. Yeah. And the green dot's gone after one week. One that's a, week. That's a real bad misevaluation of a kid. Even real on that bad. hit, even on that hit, he was about six inches away from that being a penalty. A crown to the helmet. I think, I think they wound up getting a concussion on that play. I know he got, uh, Renfro got tested for a concussion. Um, there were six, when you count the edge rushers, there were six linebackers in Cardinals uniforms that played more snaps than Isaiah Simmons yesterday. Hmm. Good for them. Good for him. He made the play that needed to be made when it was made. Um, to me, I, I'm not changing my stance. They've they've heaped way too much on this kid's plate. Simplify it. Um, hone it. I mean, they're asking him to do too much to cover tight ends and 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 play slot corner. Does he have the ability to do it? Yes, but let him excel at something first. I I think this is a. I, I, in the long run, this could be a real setback. You wonder what's you wonder what's really been worse for the Cardinals: the drafting, which has been terrible, or the development, hey, they got, which has been derelict. They got, That's not a good combo. No. Huh? They got no. two snaps out of their uh, draft class yesterday. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> what? One from Cameron Thomas and uh, one from somebody else. How does somebody get Christian, one? Christian Matthew played on special teams. One slap in a game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, oh Trey, Trey McBride. He played one snap of offense. Oh, okay. Trey McBride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the second I round pick. Him. There, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Rush Hour reboot has moved qu- uh, quicker than I expected. So let's move on to our next topic. Uh, ASU has fired Herm Edwards. He is done in Tempe. They let him go yesterday after a 30-21 loss on Saturday to Eastern Michigan. ASU AD Ray Anderson held a press conference to discuss the news and said it was it was a, a tough day for him to have to fire his friend. Toughest day of my professional career, no question about it, to have to separate from Herm Edwards, but we've known each other a long time and we've always been very honest. We did not get it done here at the level that any of us aspired to. And when it's time for change, you make the change. And so we feel like for this current team, for our future, for our staff, for our university, this is the appropriate change at the appropriate time. Okay, when you look at where ASU was when they let go of Todd Graham and hired Herm Edwards to where the ASU program is today, how do you sum up or quantify, if you can, the damage done to the ASU program over the last four-plus years? I'll let you take a swing of that one first, Vinny. Well, I mean, you have to... They're under investigation on things that happened under Herm Edwards' watch, whether he was directly directly responsible or not. Now, the university has not pinned any responsibility on him. Mm-hmm. They kind of pinned it on rogue coaches who did their own thing, but it's under his watch. Yeah. I mean, he's in you charge. Can't separate that. If you're going to hire somebody to be the CEO, you have to take the good with the bad. The fact that they can separate that, the fact that they think they can separate that, shows how much they've deviated from the traditional coaching model and how dumb that was in the first place. Oh. The big mistake for ASU football was bringing back Herm Edwards this year and not making the change when they needed to make the change to make the statement. Look, the, but they, they failed on the on the last coaching maneuver they made, too. They, they fired Todd Graham a year too late. They had every reason outside of a massive buyout to fire Todd Graham after that embarrassing performance down in Tucson, and they kept him for another year, and they actually showed progress, and then they let him go because the, the buyout was a little bit more manageable. And they had this yeah. pro model in place. Again, stop trying to reinvent the game. Yeah, right. Master yeah. the game that's being played. Yes, that's that's it. There are no shortcuts to winning in college football. For all the innovation at ASU, please do not make the mistake of thinking you're smarter than everybody else. Because that's a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. Particularly with Ray Anderson, the athletic director. How much longer does he last at ASU? I listen, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I do I do agree with Vinny that the that the choice the person who selects this head football coach cannot be Ray Anderson. And he said he would be heavily involved. He said it wouldn't be necessarily his choice. There might be a search firm that that's, that's brought in. But I, I would I would think the people that that Michael Crow's bosses, whomever they might be, the board of whoever board they of directors, are, board of regents, whoever whatever. they are, yeah. I, I would think they would need to have a conversation. As in, what are we doing here? What would you say you do here? <laughs> what would you, uh, yeah, and then I'd say, shut up, Jared. <laughs> I deal with the engineers. <laughs> I'm a people person. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Uh, thank you, Sarah. We're all thank rebooted. The Rush Hour reboot every morning at 730. Coming up next, more on the uh, Cardinals win. Lots of good, but it wasn't all good. We'll get into some of the negative things next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go.
Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. talent in the NFL when you look at his numbers and what he's done and um, <clears throat> so we know he's going to show up and he's going to make big plays when we need him and um, he, he played a lot of snaps so our plan hasn't been to play him as many snaps as we have we just the numbers have been down we lose Andy we lose Rondell we lose um, Antoine Cox Wesley so it's been been tough and he stepped in and, and done well for us so uh, I was glad to see him make that huge play for us. Well, that's Cliff Kingsbury talking about Kyler Murray continuing to show trust in uh, A.J. Green um, I'll give it up it's only week two. There's mm-hmm. 15 games left to be played. I'll, oh, no. I'll give up my prediction. Uh, it's not going to be a resurgent year for A.J. Green. No. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, no. It, you laughed it's... at me. Go ahead. Laugh at no, me again. No, I'm not going to do that. I laughed at you once and that's fine. <laughs> you, were, you were hoping for the best, Vinny. And, and, that, and sometimes, sometimes your optimism is founded. Sometimes it bites you in the backside. It's all good. When you look at uh, yeah, A.J. Green, there was you think about the little things at the end of that game that could have conspired. If you think about what the soundtrack might have been for this football team had they not ended up winning that game, I think had they lost the game in overtime, okay, say for instance, Hollywood Browns drop on four when he had the ball jarred loose on fourth down. If Isaiah Simmons doesn't make that play and the Raiders win that game, they'd be 0-2. People would be screaming like mad about the clock mismanagement and the delay of game penalties and all the disorganization, but at least they'd feel a little bit of hope based on the second half. Mm-hmm. Getting the victory, really, it does so many things. It, it wipes out uh, uh, obvious butchery of the preseason. In terms of preparation, I hope the Arizona Cardinals have learned some very valuable lessons. They're one and one, Vinny. So is everybody else in the NFC West. So you know what that means? For all of our, for all of the craziness, they're in first place. <laughs> So, and again, this is a lot of this is nutty, but this was just this was a game that really at halftime, everybody in the Valley was feeling the same thing that and it was directly tied to what happened to Herm Edwards yesterday. It was going to be there was, I think, going to be something close to a fan based mutiny had that game continued and ended like it looked in the first half. People would be demanding, why did you give this head coach uh, an extension through 2027? Why did you do the same with the GM? What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, that win does cover up some things. It does. I brought up, again, they got two snaps from their draft class. Trey McBride played one snap on offense. Cam Thomas played one snap on Boy. defense, not including special team snaps. Yeah. Um, you know, where we started with A.J. Green. This is a very marginalized receiving core right now. You had to bring up Andre Bocelli from the uh, from the, the practice squad to have four healthy receivers. You ever hear that guy sing, Jarrett? Man, is he good. <laughs> la, 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 la. By the way, speaking of remember Gus Farwell, who we had on during oh, yeah. the pandemic? Yes. He's from a, France or something? We had a, him? He was Spain. Uh, Spain. He's an analyst on Pac-12 Network now. Get out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, anyhow. I, I know that. So, yes, I watch Pac-12 yeah. Network. No, 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 no. That's all good. So, yeah. No, the point. Send me your password. The point I was going to make though is like, if you're going to rely, the way this is structured right now, with no Hopkins, Isabella's out, Antoine Wesley's out. You have to lean heavily on Hollywood Brown and AJ Green, Mm -hmm. and both of those guys. You know, Brown did make some plays 
Oh, he made that incredible and, and, play and on that. Yeah. That, it should have been a touchdown, I thought. It should have been a touchdown, I thought, and, too. And Green caught the two-point conversion. But both of those guys had opportunities to make big-time plays in crunch time, and they failed. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that, to me, is a little problematic going forward. Greg Dorch. You ever? What a Dorch! He's look, he's been good. He's get, been their get, best get, wide receiver. Get that guy more than four targets a game. Yeah, he's really yeah. really exciting. Yeah, he's he, so he's legit. I think Byron Murphy made a very powerful statement. I I'm I'm curious if in film review I'm curious how he's going to grade out. But Devonte Adams, I thought Devonte Adams was a top three wide receiver in football. And if Byron Murphy Jr. Can take him out of a game. That is something really good to latch on to going forward. And I don't want to diminish what he did, but I also think that the the, the Raiders' offense took him out of the well, game. There's now, no there were seven about targets. He had seventeen last he had week. Seventeen, and I think it was so evident early on that was one of the storylines for the Raiders. Was oh, we can't lean that heavily on Devontae Adams. We got to spread the ball around because we got yeah. Renfro and Waller. And you know, a lot of the early action went to Mac Hollins. They were and he they were having success, but Adams just kind of drifted through the game. Yep, 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 yep. I think this game, um, and I think Daryl Williams as a running back gave this Looked offense good. some pop. I'm I'm not I'm not certain he didn't move up to number two on the depth chart yesterday. Although Eno looked decent too. Eno looked good, but but Daryl Williams looked like a combination. He looked like something different. I don't know how to describe it. And that I don't might think turn we turned into a thing because you know James Conner. We haven't mentioned the I was James Conner injury. Yeah. Right, that's right. And then finally, I would say this. I think yesterday's game, if you're going to look at it from a strategic standpoint, I think this was a big victory for the Cardinals' two best coaches, Sean Coogler and Vance Joseph, because both seem to make really good adjustments. Now, I'm not a football junkie to the point where I can tell you exactly what it is they did, but that offensive line went from being dominated in the first half to swallowing up the Raiders' pass rush. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether they, the Cardinals' offense just exhausted them. At one point in time, they put a graphic on the screen that Derek Carr spent 30 minutes of real time on the sideline. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes, a half hour! So, uh, look, it, it was it magic? Was it luck? Was it a little bit of everything? Yes. Well, and getting Justin Pugh back helped a lot, too. And he talked about afterwards with uh, Paul Calvisi, the performance of the O-line. The guys played really well. i got to get back watch the film. I don't want to say we were too good or too bad or anything like that. Getting back watch the film. But the one thing I will say is just the fight. We, we, we out-toughed them. I mean, we, we outlasted them. They, they didn't have a lot of depth on that defensive line. And I think when we got them into the deep waters, into overtime, we really had opportunity. Now, obviously, I wish we would have ended on our terms and would have scored the touchdown, but I'll take a win. Yeah, you walk away from game. With the with the Las Vegas Raiders, and you look at the the pressures and the quarterback hits and the sacks by Crosby and Jones, and if that number's one on the sack total, you'll, you'll take that pretty much every week. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, and so uh, so to me, for all of the for all of the malfeasance and bad stuff and and points of of hand wringing, everything that's associated been associated with the Cardinals, it's almost as if that miracle yesterday has kind of hit a reset button and nothing has been lost here. They lost a game to Kansas City that they would have probably lost with ultimate preparation, and they beat a Raiders team on the road. They're now nine and one in their last ten road games. That's unreal. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and so it, it, so they've got to find a way to do this at home. This is this is a, probably the next frontier for this football team. I got news for you. The Rams aren't looking so hot this year. No, I mean, they were garbage on the Thursday night opener and, and nearly blew a big lead to a very inferior opponent yesterday. Um, here, here's the plan for the Cardinals. Just relocate and then fly in and treat <laughs> all the home games like, uh, like, a, like, like a road trip. Like road trips? Yeah. There you go.
And a tr- desperate times call for desperate measures. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling near home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next. Oh, at one point yesterday, I was really looking forward to the blast. I still am, but for different reasons. Oh, yeah. We'll hear it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.